Today is Friday, June 17th, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm Sammy Sage, and this episode is brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you. Apply with more confidence today. Congratulations on making it through yet another week with our reproductive rights and hopefully our sanity somewhat intact. Let's start with the biggest takeaways from yesterday's January 6th committee hearing, which was mostly about the pressure campaign specifically targeted at getting Mike Pence to overturn the election. Yesterday's live witnesses were Pence's former counsel, Greg Jacob, who was with him on January 6th and also had his life threatened by the angry mob, and former federal judge and leading conservative thinker Michael Ludig. He's relevant because Pence had consulted with Ludig in the days leading up to the election certification on whether there was any constitutional basis for Trump's claim that Pence could decide the election outcome himself. Spoiler alert, no, there wasn't. Ludig told the committee that his opinion was, quote, that declaring Donald Trump as president would have plunged America into what I believe would have been tantamount to a revolution within a constitutional crisis in America, which in my view would have been the first constitutional crisis since the founding. After opening statements, the committee showed video footage of insurrectionists violently storming the Capitol, while one was heard saying to the camera that they hope there is such a show of force out there that Pence decides to do the right thing. Which is literally what Trump said in his speech, that Pence needs to do the right thing. To that effect, we also learned yesterday that a confidential informant from the Proud Boys told the government that the Proud Boys would have killed Mike Pence if given the chance. And I'm glad we got confirmation on that because the gallows that they constructed outside was kind of sending a mixed message. A huge portion of the hearing focused on a key player who devised the specific plan to overturn the election. This person was a lawyer in the Trump orbit named John Eastman. He essentially came to represent Trump in the days leading up to January 6th, and his plan to steal the election hinged on Pence personally refusing to certify the election for Biden. Hence why they were so obsessed with influencing him. Eastman circulated two memos containing his plan, which he knew was illegal and had acknowledged in writing that Pence should declare a 10-day recess because there are five to seven disputed states who had sent alternate slates of electors. Spoiler alert, there were no alternate slates of electors and no states had actually expressed interest in this. Regardless, Trump continuously pressured Pence to stop the election certification on January 6th so that he could reissue the election, which is, again, not a legal thing. Pence repeatedly told Trump that this was not possible, to which Trump reportedly replied, quote, wouldn't it be cool to have that power? This from the man who tried to change a hurricane trajectory with a Sharpie. Witness Greg Jacob testified that if Pence had agreed to it, quote, you would have a constitutional jump ball situation, and that may well be decided in the streets, end quote. Jacob also told the committee about his experience leading up to January 6th, including Trump's calls to Pence calling him a wimp and saying, quote, I won't be your friend anymore if you don't do this, which some might argue is actually an incentive. On the day of the insurrection, Jacob was with Pence as the insurrectionists were only 40 feet away from them, and he testified that Pence did not want to leave the Capitol and did not trust the Secret Service agent who wanted to drive him away from the Capitol. So, like, what are the odds that Mike Pence was ultimately spared culpability for all of this because his wife just wouldn't let him be alone in a room with Sidney Powell? 
A few more key things we learned about John Eastman is that he actually sent an email to Greg Jacob during the insurrection saying, quote, the siege is because you and your boss did not do what was right. Can we please get a hearing session on the use of the phrase do what was right? Because that is becoming nightmare fuel for me at this point. And then at almost midnight on January 6th, after the insurrection was already done, Eastman again asked Jacob, in writing, if Pence would consider adjourning Congress for 10 days so that states could send their alternate electors, which again, didn't exist. And the final thing we learned about Eastman's crime spree finale that we are aware of ended with another email that he sent to Rudy Giuliani, which said, quote, I've decided that I should be on the pardon list if that is still in the works. Yeah, I guess just like make sure to put your name on the sign-up sheet by noon tomorrow. Shortly following the hearings, Chairman Benny Thompson announced that the committee has asked Ginny Thomas for an interview after finding information that refers to her in communications that they have relating to John Eastman. I mean, I would not be surprised because if the reporting is true, that woman was in everybody's motherfucking inbox. We are finishing the week with a segment that we haven't done in a while, headlines that speak for themselves. Yesterday, President Biden said in an interview with AP News that the American people are really, really down after the past two years. But he added that a recession was, quote, not inevitable, and that we are in a stronger position than any nation in the world to overcome this inflation. This must be the kind of eternal optimism necessary for a man to run for president a third time after losing twice. The leaders of France, Germany, and Italy met with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky yesterday and expressed support for granting Ukraine entry to the European Union. This comes as a thousand Ukrainians are still being killed or wounded in the Donbas region each day. But I'm sure they are looking forward to receiving their Schengen passports. Thousands of cattle in Kansas have been reported dead in recent days due to heat stress as a result of high temperatures, high humidity, and little wind, a combination which is rare for Kansas. The final toll was at least 2,000 as of yesterday, but is expected to continue to rise, like the temperature, apparently. And finally, Elon Musk addressed Twitter's employees for the first time yesterday since his attempt to buy the company in a remote meeting that touched on a variety of topics, including Twitter's finances, the platform's rules about speech, and random musings about life in the universe, and the existence of aliens. As for the business, he deflected a question about whether he plans to be CEO by saying he doesn't care about titles, and he did not directly address whether he is still committed to buying the company. So hopefully he's changed his mind now that he's gotten a little taste of a company all-hands meeting. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements and thanks again to our partner, Credit Karma. Credit Karma partners with a wide range of credit issuers so you can be sure that you are exploring all sorts of options. Best of all, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply, helping you apply with more confidence. Comparing cards is 100% free and won't affect your credit scores. I rely on Credit Karma to check my credit score and keep track of it, and I find it to be so useful and trustworthy. If you are ready to find the card for you, head to Credit Karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today. That's creditkarma.com or the Credit Karma app to find the card for you. That's creditkarma.com. Until next week, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on.
Betches.